Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gareth Murphy and to my left... Hello, I'm Joe Scrabbles. And to my right... I'm Daniel Kruper. How you boys doing? How you big boys doing? <laughs> I, got, I got an ulcer. Worse. <laughs> Much worse. I got an ulcer that's doing my fucking head in. I've got a little one on the... Have you? Back of my Should lip. go after some Bongella. Mm, Bongella doesn't work. It does. It's not it like it's like this really. It hurts to put it on in the first place. I quite, like, I quite like that pain. Doesn't though. heal. Yeah, it. it's, well, quite, it's quite a nice pain. Probably enjoying your ulcer then. Well, that's the thing because it's about it's about seven quid a tube, which is like, which why I haven't it? done it. But I will go and ask you with you for it. But it doesn't I don't last. Need it that much. It's like a temporary mm. shield. Anybody else? It's like it's, Diva, your, it's like defense matrix on Diva. What's your stress? I'm gonna skip past that. Is yours stress stress related? Uh, I guess so. We've out. got a lot on this week. Mm. It's Thursday afternoon, about three hours before we go on stage to do a prepared try live at the Vault Festival. And I'm watching. And you're front watching, row. boozed up, oh, shouting. Gonna be, gonna be nuts. Heckling. Alex yeah. actually asked if he can heckle. And I was like, well, go for it. We've got microphones. Yeah. You don't. So. Do it. And the fucking prepared to try fans will tear you apart. If you don't know what prepared <laughs> to try is, uh, it's a Let's Play series that me, Krupa, and Powers do where we play hard games. Um, and we're doing a live version. Well, we would have done a live version by the time this goes out. For charity. We should have done this tomorrow when we were really. Oh, over no, we've got enough on tomorrow. We have cool. got enough on. Are you getting crazy tonight? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Are you getting crazy tonight? I don't think so. I'm not I'm going to pace crazy myself. tonight. <laughs> you going to go. Let's see. Well, I'm gonna I've see got crazy you. once this week already. Let's, pl- let's I, play it by ear. I'm going to bottles. And that's going to be the only measure I pose on myself. Interesting. Well, the bottle I've got for us is like a massive, yeah, like, that's like 7% uh, Goose Island. Mama. If you're listening, Goose Island, we like you. You've only said that because <laughs> yeah. one of our friends is being sent beer for mentioning a beer yeah, company. Yeah, I know. Mental. We've got enough out of Goose Island. Oh, yeah, we did. Shh. Oh, we've talked about this podcast, to be fair. Got a whole nice big ripped shirt out of Goose Island. uh, With this thing. Um, But good. Good, boys. Glad to see everyone's all right, except for my ulcer and your ulcer. Thanks. Um, What have we been watching, doing, and playing this week? Joe? (laughs) You're in charge. All right. All right, what are we going for? I know. Like, I've been talking a lot. So we're going for Legion first. Legion. Legion. Which we've been excited about audibly on this podcast so several yeah. times so you before now. Too. I've not watched it. You've That's both right. watched the well, first episode. Well, we're not going to talk about any spoilers or anything. Like no spoilers, because no, no. you'd be better, better not. That'd be really um, unpleasant. It's not out till the night. But you guys have an additional reason to really look forward to this that I don't, because I never watched Fargo. Oh, oh so that's the main reason that you're like really pumped for this. Yeah, so no, Noah Hawley, thing. who's uh, the sh- the Fargo showrunner um, for series one and two, he's not for series three. Apparently not. That's mental. Um, is uh, he's in charge? He also is, was a showrunner for Bones. Do you know what? Really? Do you know what? That's quite an enjoyable show. Yeah, I know. For like such a With bullshit. David yeah, yeah, yeah. For such a bullshit show. Like my ex used to watch it, and mm. like now and again, like she used to absolutely mainline it as well. And um, but for someone, for some, a show that I had just written off as bollocks. I enjoyed a lot of those episodes. I would watch that show even if it was called Boreanaz and Deschanel, because yeah. that's a great name in itself. Do you know, th- there's a crossover episode with Bones and Family Guy. Just, I did not know that. Stewie is in Bones. What, as an animated As an thing? animated thing. Or is like, like hallucinating? Yeah, like, basically, I think Dave Boreanaz has gone on a bend. So, so like Callie um, McBeal? Yeah, but instead of that ugly baby... It's uh, <laughs> oh, a different Ugo baby, but you can talk, and he sounds like Seth and Park. I like um, it less now that you've said that. Yeah? That's, that's put me well, off. It's Fox, isn't it? It's probably like one of them is was the, doing better than the other. Is the one so that was Stephen Fry's in it? Is he in Bones? don't know. Oh. I think he might be. Don't he know. might be. But anyway. Are we talk about Bones? We're not Legion. here to talk about Bones, guys. <laughs> we're here to talk about Legion. I've only seen the first episode. You've seen episode one, two, and three. I have. Not a lot to talk about two and three. No, no we're only mainlining gonna, it. We're yeah. only, well, we've only got three. I've watched them all. We're going to talk about episode one, non-spoiler. Yeah. Point the first. It's the weirdest show I've seen on TV. That's it. <laughs> I, I think we, we both finished the episode and we both went, ah, I think I liked that. What, what do I think about that? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... For, like, do you remember that first trailer where it was incredibly disjointed? Yeah. Like a strange, like, look, just almost like looking through a tunnel of yeah. his memories. Quite, yeah. That's what the show exactly is. What that's it is, not yeah. 
like a mood piece. It's not setting anything up that's not in it. That's yeah. what the show is like. It is an impossible to follow. Even three set episodes of events. In. I know you say that about the pilot. Not I, well, I can't talk about the rest. Not talk about oh, that. Not, oh, not allowed. Talk about that. So we talked about. We said Legion. We said no Holy. Oh yeah, we haven't actually said what it is. Like. Yeah. We haven't said the word X-Men yet. Mm. And it's important to say that this is an X-Men TV show. But can you, like... Is X-Men, is X-Men in the sense that there are mutants and exist mutants within that mu- world. The, exist within that world? Well, mutants are a have thing. Have they said where it stands with mm, not in the other first episode, things? No. So there is a... mate. If you know the comics, uh, the character of Legion, whose name I can't remember... Johnny Legion. Johnny Legio. That's not his name. Um, is... Uh, quite a pivotal character and has a pivotal relationship. Lots of places, including the IGN review, are invoking this. I don't want to. I don't think you should. Because I I don't think he's either well-known enough. For you to know that. Yeah, and the show makes a very pointed... I'm not telling you that. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Well, I think you've got to go by the logic of the show. And it's going to play for more people than know who that is. Absolutely. The only way you'd know... I'd much rather go in not knowing. Yes. And the the only way you'd know this was an X-Men show in the first episode is based on two things. Number one, the O has an X in it in Legion, the nice. title card, and the... Legion. And... Like dyslexic. <laughs> You're just... Oh, fuck it, stick it in. And... Yeah, he's in the last place, probably dyslexic as well. Fuck and, it. and I think they say mutants <laughs> once. Mm. Like, yeah, so it is like, not invoked. None of that. None of that. But in the trailer, I think uh, there's a doctor who says, he's the most powerful mutant we've ever known. Yeah. And he's but right. but even then... This is period piece. Yes. Slight period. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. It's hard to say. I shouldn't. Right. I was it's, very again, drunk when we watched again, it's a, Again, it's a pointed thing where it, it appears to be, ambig- but it, it never be, makes yeah. a case of saying... Because there's some odd details. So uh, there is a... Everyone's dressed as if it's a certain period of history. Yeah. But then there's a guy that turns up with, like, essentially a sort of... Like a notepad, mm. like a clipboard notepad, but that has tablet screens in it. Yeah, and so it all feels quite. You, the closest thing I was thinking when I was watching it is it's like Archer. Mm. You know how Archer feels like they're all in the 60, 50s or sixties, yeah. and then they've got the internet, and it's never, and they make a point of never saying when mm. it is, yeah. and it's all anachronistic stuff it, next it to it real feels, stuff. It follows us like yeah, that. that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, it feels like And then that like, stuff. Like, this leads me to some of the direction. Yeah, yeah. and it, but it also has a similar feeling. Yeah, because it gives you like a really weird feeling of unease because you're just like you absolutely you can't, can't place when it's happening yeah like that's good and yeah so i mean again there's still at the end of the pilot there is a very real sense that he could just be a schizophrenic imagining everything that's happened yeah in because that the, the, to, to explain the setup is dan stevens character dan stevens who is amazing in it Brilliant. by the way um is in a mental institution meets a girl who won't let him touch her for reasons that we don't understand, yeah. and essentially just flashes back and forwards constantly to him being interviewed about some event that's taken place there, back to his childhood, and also back to some oh, and back to a pivotal event in his life before yeah. that led seemingly led to him being institutionalized in the first place, seeming uh, seemingly at random a lot of the time. And in incredibly confusing ways, mm. it will just like sometimes it cuts into like an eye and then comes back out and it's a completely different situation. Or there are very confusing things. But it also, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel overused. It doesn't feel cheap or anything. No, either. no, no. Like, it, even though you can't, it's really hard to follow what's going on. It doesn't feel. It feels like they've got a good grasp on what's going on, even though you have so, no idea what's going on. So I guess the interesting thing about this is yeah. the Noah's. Holy's involvement no, yeah. and mm. I guess what that kind of signifies mm. but it's a superhero TV show essentially mm-hmm. does it ever give a hint that it's going to be ever using these powers to like actually do good in the world or is it more experimental than that and you think it will sustain that over the course of the series there's one moment at the end of the pilot where you see something or no there's two two moments at the end of the pilot where you see something inexplicable happen in a very sort of oh shit yeah, way but it definitively it's it's off screen the event that those those events take place off screen and then you see the aftermath of them yeah which is really interesting like and again it feels like um particularly fargo series two yeah where there are moments where you're just like i don't what understand whether this happened yeah. or not and it never tells you whether it did yeah and it's fun like yeah, it's that's really fantastic like noah hawley knows how to just tease you with amazing detail yeah are there any other characters that we'd recognize New in episode one. 
I don't, don't believe there so. are. Certainly none. Certainly none like, from the filmic the, side yeah, of things. Right, okay. No, there's nothing like that. There's there's like, an implication that one character might be like another character you're familiar with. Right. Okay. And there were bits where I was like, is she, is she dressed that like that yeah, on yeah. purpose? But it's never made clear. It's weird because like it feels like, like they're you, doing that on purpose. Though, yeah, and it, like like you said, we both came out of it kind of going. That was probably good, and it's super yeah. compelling, and that's why I've watched two more episodes, and I still feel that way. It does feel unfocused, but kind of on purpose, yeah. and some people are going to bounce straight well, off it. My next question is going to be, how do you think people are going to react to it? Because if yeah. you pitch it as an X-Men yeah. TV show... I feel, I, I feel yeah. that's the thing. I came out of it feeling slightly unsatisfied, but also because I 100% trust Noah Hawley. Exactly. I was like, this is going to be brilliant. Yeah, so that's the thing. I think probably not Fargo good. fans are going to be like wicked X-Men it's, it's fans my, it's my thing with yeah. a new skin yeah mm. X-Men fans might come in and just go what the what is, fuck yeah. have they done like it's like, not a comic book yeah, show yeah but at the same time it's like there's enough there's of enough that. comic book shit there's yes. enough of the like, kind of fight at the end of the episode yeah. shows out there oh absolutely so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's kind of cool that they've done this with this property and with that creative. absolutely I mean it also feels really good that it's these guys doing it as well it's not like Marvel doing it yes because like I like I like some of the Marvel TV show stuff <laughs> like I kind of drop off or I've dropped off all of them yeah because like, I just wasn't enjoying them um because it was, it felt like it didn't feel like it was doing enough, like sort of small stories, and like it didn't seem like it was doing enough like character stuff. Whereas I think this is only doing that. Yeah, I quite so. I quite like that thing that Fox seemed to be pushing towards now, which is like Marvel's doing its big budget, high value universe stuff. Yeah, DC is either fucking up or making CW shows, which yeah. is fine as well. Like I quite liked a lot of Arrow. That's it's like just yeah. comfort food crap. I quite like that Fox's take on this now is just like sit in the middle, do something weird, make yeah. Deadpool, make Legion, mm. um, like try something with their properties that yeah. no one else can afford to do. And they just have all this stuff and they're like, well, I don't know, stick it out, see what happens. See that's, what happens. that's quite nice. Yeah. And like, this seems like a good start. Again, I don't know if people are going to ever think of this as a good X Men thing. Like, I don't know how they're going to react. Mm. But I guess that's the thing here. It's like it's cool that he's made that thing, and you're saying it's quite yeah, like yeah. Fargo, and you know, again, like it's not X Men, but that's dabbling in someone else's pre-established world. Yes, yeah. and he's doing his thing and expressing it through all these characters in a setting. Mm. It'd be interesting to see what the mutant and the kind of comic book history adds to this, yeah. and how he like kind of manipulates that to do his thing. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise, then it's like. And what's the point in it being in that world unless you're going to use that in an interesting way? Yeah. There's also the thing we haven't mentioned, like quite a strong strain of like horror that cuts through it. Like there are moments of <clears throat> real like creepy, sort of halfway between like Lynch or I don't know more body horror-y stuff. Yeah. And you kind of look at it and go, I, again, I don't know if this is happening, but it's kind of cool that it is on screen. Yeah, and, well, like well, you get more that, of that. Like, for, again, someone who's not familiar with this work, you've got characters who can literally manipulate reality mm. and create mm. uncertain realities. If that's his thing, and you're not sure whether something happens, that seems like a cool marriage to me. Yeah, yeah. I think as long as it's not like ridiculously overused in a bonkers way, where you're just like, it's nice not being sure what's going on, but at some point you'd be like, okay, I want to be sure what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah good. it's a cool show it's out on February the 9th in the UK probably before in the US if you listen to this there I don't know uh, <laughs> sorry finished yeah it's good <laughs> um, let's skip ahead to you Krupa oh, on me sorry because we, we talked a lot then yeah so let's okay. talk let's talk to you I'm not I can talk to you about one or two films which one do you want to know about I've got The Founder okay and I've also got Train Spotting 2 we can talk about Founders McDonald's isn't so, it yeah so this is well I'm cutting I'm cutting my thing from the thing because I didn't get a chance to play properly enough I'll oh. talk about it next week so right okay talk about so, both I'll hit, talk about The Founder hit me up bad so boy the, the Founder is out in a couple of weeks yeah. and it is a film about a guy called Ray Kroc Mm -hmm. who was a milkshake mixing machine salesman. The robot. Um, yeah, he could make eight malts simultaneously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
And he, in like the kind of 1950s, went to a restaurant in San Bernardino, California, because they ordered eight of his machines. He was like, nobody needs eight of these machines. Like, I sell them and no one needs eight of these machines. Yeah. And he went to this restaurant, which was called McDonald's, and they couldn't make enough shakes in a day. Is uh, McDonald's the end? <laughs> is that the like end thing where you're just like, and that little shop grew up to be McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like with all biopics. It's like, he goes, do you think we can make a bigger burger, Mac? Uh, no, of course not happen. Um, so what he does, he's obviously really impressed by this restaurant who is just these two brothers. And you find out loads about them. They never wanted to franchise McDonald's. They were very happy having this tiny restaurant really? that served this little town and was really popular. No they way. originally opened it as a hot dog and all-you-can-drink orange juice stand. And then they turned it into McDonald's barbecue and they mm. had 25 items on the menu. Yeah. And then after a year, they realized they made 90% of their money from five items. So they just sold that. What were the items? Like hot dogs. Um, no, burgers, french fries, milkshakes, pie, and coffee. Hmm. And then they stripped it all out, changed their kitchen, basically turned it into a factory. Yeah. So they could actually do fast food. Yeah. And this guy was like, I've never seen a restaurant like this. Because every other restaurant you go to takes hours to get served. Yeah, and it's yeah, usually yeah. the wrong thing. And he was like, this guy had like had a, le- like a career of like failed jobs. Oh. And he's like be a salesman for everything. Okay. And they had a reputation of like, always getting people into invest in stuff that went tits up. Mm. So he was like, guys, you've got to trust me. I've never seen a restaurant like this. This is Michael Keaton. Yeah, okay. let me like franchise this across America. So the whole film is about him doing this and making it happen. Yeah, And eventually kind of, and this is not a spoiler, basically becoming the guy known as the man who created McDonald's. Yeah. So he was the man who willed it into existence. McDonald's is still a franchise. So we could we could yeah. open up a franchise with McDonald's. Yeah, well, what he did in early days was he used to franchise it to husband and wife um, teams. Right. Because when he just did it to random people, the people didn't care about the restaurant. Right. And okay. Sanders used to slip, and the burgers never used to be made properly, and there'd be trash everywhere. It was like, if you go to a husband and wife, they'll think of it as their business. Right. Mm. So this was like one of his genius strokes. Like, yeah. let's give it to young families who like care about it and yeah, like yeah. work all hours to make that it work. Um, and it's like, you know, it's an interesting story, but as soon as I watched it, I thought I'd quite right to read the book about it yeah. rather than watch mm. that movie. In the way that the face, a social network, yeah. takes that story, which is basically people screwing each other over yeah, uh, at yeah. computers and over email, and makes it very compelling okay. and interesting. This doesn't quite succeed in doing that. Yeah. Right. It's more interesting for the facts than the drama. Yeah. The yeah. drama isn't really there because he, you, you spend 100% of the time with him. Yeah. So everything you see is filtered through his gaze. Uh, you side with him, even when he's screwing over other people, including his yeah. own wife. They, they, they you need some sork and zhuzh. Yeah, yeah like now you and want again, a bit of, like, like, you see it from his perspective, this yeah. perspective. Now and again, it does, like, around this time of year, like, around, like, Oscar season, you do get these, like, odd well, films. Almost movies. Yeah, these, like... like <laughs> These odd films like, that some would have gone... Could it be a contender? It always kind of like biopics as well. So they're kind of like... I think it was like... What the fuck was that film two years ago? It was like borderline unwatchable. Joy. Oh my God. That was one of the worst <laughs> pieces of shit I've ever seen. But David O. Russell did it. So it was like, okay, it's a little bit of sort of yeah. pedigree behind it. Well, I remember like, seeing... Um, it was like... Uh, this is a film about the guy who... This is the thing. A guy who... With Greg Kinnear. The guy who invented the intermittent... Uh, oh, wire. Yeah. Called like Blade of Glory or something. Not Blade of Glory. Uh, uh, Flash of Glory. Something like that? It is something like that. But, like, you can tell, like, it's an interesting story to tell to your mate in the pub. It is not an interesting... It uh, doesn't make two hours of a film. Where's Kinnear gone? I know. What's happened to Kinnear? Well, that did him in. I, yeah. bet he produced, that I bet you produced that. That he was, like, his he passion. He pinned it on that. Like, this, he'll have this script phrase. Like, this, this Roll of the, the dice. Yeah. This is the roll. Yeah, so, like... There's lots of shots of just looking out car windows as the rain is coming down. There really is in the trailer. Yeah. Um, Fuck. Like, I watch Ke- that. Keaton is exceptional in it and he's very good at being that kind yeah. of manic huckster kind of character and there's mm. some brilliant scenes where he speaks directly into camera mm. where he's like practicing a spiel he's going to give someone on the phone Ooh, or kind of like Nightcrawler yeah so, so before he's so you're kind of with him prepping colluding with him mm. before yeah. he's about to shaft someone and those scenes are really good but the rest of it is, it's okay yeah it's is okay. Nick Offerman in that? I'm not sure was that something else? I'm not sure doesn't matter. Laura Dern's in it as his wife. Really? It's a terrible role. Oh. Like, she literally just has to sit in her house waiting for him to come home, and oh. then he's just horrible to her. Oh, great. She has about ten lines. That's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds like a really good plain film. <laughs> yeah. I think so. While having a McDonald's. I did want a McDonald's. I did actually get a McDonald's afterwards. Did you? Yeah. 
So it works. I enjoyed it very much. Well I bet done. it's like there's some money from McDonald's being put into that film. Do you know yeah. McDonald's is the largest employer in the UK? Is it? Yeah, employer in the UK. That's, the that's good for them. Well done. Good for them. Good well for the people that work there. Yeah. Good to have jobs. Anyway, um, Trace Point 2. I saw <laughs> some scumbags who don't have uh, jobs. Some scagheads. Right, let's scagheads. Um, some people who enjoy McDonald's. Yeah. Um, I saw Danny Boyle actually on Graham Norton the other day think, talking about what you're saying about I films well. like... Like people never, when do you know a film that you've made is good? Right. And he was like saying like, you should always believe in it. But he's like, yeah, pretty early on, you know whether yeah. it's good or not mm. because you're getting what you're shooting each day. So um, yeah, what was that shite film that he made with uh, James McAvoy? Filth. Oh, no. uh, that Trance. Hit? Yeah. Oh, Trance. Oh, I don't think it's that bad. That was like the art heist bad. film, wasn't it? Yeah. I hate that. Um, anyway, Train Spotting 2. Train Spotting 2. 20 okay. years later, they've made Train Spotting 2. And, you know. T2. T2, have you heard the rationale for that? Didn't he say he only it's, did it to piss off James Cameron? He yeah. said it's, he thinks it's reflective of the character's attitude. That well, they it's would the, want it's it a title to. they would choose because they'd be like, Fuck No, he's just got a producer who's really good at SEO. That's what it is. <laughs> what, you think people are searching T2 that much? Well, 30 years of, <laughs> 30 years of choosing that. Every week. <laughs> registered the URL back in 1990. <laughs> as soon as he did Trace Fighting 1. Yeah. Um, so... They've finally made this movie. It's been talked about for years. I think Danny Boyle and Ewan McGregor fell out for several years because he shafted Ewan McGregor when he made The Beach. Oh, yeah. So I heard about that oh. on an interview with Danny Boyle, but they didn't go into any specifics. Oh, what so, was that? So they, at that point, had made three movies together. And I have some mates who work in movies and do various things. What and films like, like Shallow Grave, Trench Spotting. And A Life Less Ordinary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, people... They like make movies together, like same editor, same person yeah. doing score. And then there's always <clears> this fear, and I think it does exist in filmmaking circles, that mm. one of you will get big or a movie will be big, and then certain people will branch off and keep on going. Yeah. And if you got opportunity to do the beach, Hugh McGregor was going to be the Leonardo DiCaprio role. Right. And then he was offered more money and more production value if they recast the role as Leonardo DiCaprio. So he really? kind of binned off Hugh McGregor. I mean, and Hugh McGregor was kind of a bit at like, well, what, like, where do I go now? We like, I made all my films with you. Sad. I was your like, De Niro. Think, that's a bit pathetic. Thing is, though, isn't no, it? but it, I guess it's quite sad because like he's quite young and he's you know brought this mm. thing. And it's also it's not very nice for someone to just go, uh, where all these people you've been working for for six you're seven the one years out now. now you're not anymore. We're going to get somebody better in. Yeah. But you know the beach yeah. isn't that good. Yeah. And, and the beach. And you know how it would definitely be worse with you and McGregor in the lead. But what was quite funny when they talked about yeah. this on Graham Norton and they were like, Graham Norton said to the other guys, they're like, oh, did any of you try to like broker a peace deal with it? Robert Carlo was like, no, I went and did the fucking beach. <laughs> <laughs> so Ian McGregor and Danny Boyle are talking about it on Graham Norton? Yeah, really candidly. Wow. Like, it was actually the first time you see uh, people actually talk honestly about something yeah. like that on a, mm. on a talk show it was really interesting so they um, finally they kind of buried the hatchet around yeah. time Slumdog Millionaire and they started talking about doing a sequel to this and I think a script had been around for a while Do you regret the Slumdog? <laughs> yeah <It's made laughs> bloody good it's first style isn't he? Uh, shafted him there again Robert Carlyle played the toilet uh, <laughs> toilets he loves dirty toilets Danny Boy nice. uh, filth pure filthy is so they've got back together. I think, the, well, there's the sequel book, Porno, which this has right. elements from. Well, they, yeah, they um, apparently made, wrote that, like got it scripted by the guy who did the transporting script right. and yeah. T2, and then he right. was like, nah. Yeah, so the, the movie, I actually, I think... Shafted I re- him as well? I really like, I really like, I really like the movie. The movie's actually out now, but the movie's, I think it's really good. Mm. It's not the original, but it's never going to be. It's like no. a really good companion piece. And I think it's really cool that they're all genuinely 20 years older, yeah. and it's these actors revisiting these characters and they're not in the original movie like it's easy to think of that poster and they all like these like iconic like yeah. bigger than life characters and now it's when he's like it's a bit sad yeah. yeah like all their powers have faded yeah like sick boy's hair is thinning and his roots are crap and yeah. it's like his hair's falling out because he's bleached it for 20 years yeah and he's still in this dead end pub that he now owns and he opens it up every day for no one and they're always trying to be like on the make i'd love a scheme job. Uh, we're way. trying to turn it into a brothel. Uh, well, that's like that's that the loose premise of the movie is Renton comes back because mm. at the opening scene he has a mild like um, heart attack, so he goes home to like see his dad and like chill out with his well, mates. basically like 
I need to see these people again. Like I portrayed yeah. them 20 years ago. And it's him just like, that thing like you do, you go home yeah. and you see the people who probably know you better than anyone, mm. if, even if they haven't seen you for 20 years because you grew up together. And it's all about like working out where to go in the future by re-examining the past. Right. So there's a sequel. It works really well 20 years on to do that with all the same people. Yeah. Is it filmed the same way? There is. There it are looks, a lot of it looks really sheen. There are a lot yeah. of. I think it looks like that just because modern films l yeah. look like that and Train Spotting look, probably look like the films of its time. Like, yeah. But it still has the same kind of flourishes, like, mm. and kind of surrealistic moments. Yeah. Where they'll be recounting um, George Best playing for Hibs. And then suddenly, sick boy and renting are like sliding across the living room floor like it's a football pitch. Right. Okay. Stuff like that. Like, yeah, so like it'll, that. it'll kind of go kind of hallucinogenic. Yeah. Do you McGregor in there? Yeah. I like him. I like Hugh McGregor. He's had a kind of strange career. Yeah. He's always on his bloody bike, isn't he? Oh, that's it. I like. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And shit. I like you. Yeah. I think. I think. I'm going to say. I, I like you McGregor more than a lot of the films he's done. Exactly. I like. I think he seems like a very nice man. Yeah. I don't think he's that good in a lot of stuff. For ages, Ewan McGregor was the um, like. If you were gonna, if if I was gonna turn gay, who would I turn like for one celebrity? Who would I turn gay for? Ewan McGregor was my top uh, guy. Mass Mickelson. Oh, Mads Mikkelsen's. But f this is when I was younger. Because I, I, I am no Mads yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It felt like he, it, but like also. I thought you were asking. But at the same time, though, if I'm not, if you've turned gay, you've turned, you've turned your sexuality, <laughs> but not because you want to. You just kind of have to. And I just feel like I could hang out with you, McGregor. Is, Whereas, that, is, is that, that necessary? Right? Is that Whereas, a necessary nuance to introduce into the? What are I we talking about? No, because like it's basically like gun to your head. You have to have sex with somebody who is the other sex. Who would you have sex Guns with? I wouldn't. Ha I wouldn't have sex with Mad Mixon because he seems like he. I don't be, think I could perform under those exactly. Conditions. He'd be a really good lover, and I just let him down. Whereas like Ewan McGregor, I, no, can, I can fuck better than Ewan McGregor. Mass Mickelson would let me up. Why, so why has he gone to you can now fuck better than Ewan McGregor? I'm looking why at someone who's nice and I can hang out with and he's a good looking what? guy. So you've got a gun to your head, you're going to hang out for a while. <laughs> no, and the guns happen. The guns happen. The guns already been to my head. You've got, right, you've got to pick someone. I've picked Ewan McGregor. That's my choice. Gun's gone. The gunman's gone into the night. I've picked Ewan McGregor. I picked the gun. But there's the threat of the gun. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the gun. Yeah. Listen, chop <laughs> <laughs> because what are we talking about? I'm better at sex than you look at the feedback. Like, can we start this? <laughs> I thought you were looking at the running order. It's like you can look as much as you want, baby. You're gonna find it. Anyway, to be fair, it is on the running order. T2. Right, so you're hanging T2. out. T2. What more do you want? That's out. You take, you're you're taking his clothes off. You, he's taking yours. Yeah, I just feel like we can. I can hang. I kind out. of like a bit. Uh, That's a I, different. I see a lot of people afterwards. I've, also, got to, I've got to spend the rest I've of my life with I've seen a lot of people like being really annoying about it on Twitter, going. Oh, it's ruined the original. Is it? it fuck? Like, I'm very much of always the mentality that the original remains. Yeah. yeah. You disregard it then. They haven't spliced and in T2 to every copy of... Uh, it's just like, how flimsy is your love of the original if yeah. this new film that could have been brilliant and I actually think is pretty good has tainted it. Like, I yeah. don't know. This frustrates me that. Because yeah. I kind of feel bad for the person. I want to go to them. It's all right. Yeah. That DVD's the same. When was the last time you watched Trainspotting? Uh, I actually watched it for the first time, oh. like three months ago. Wow, it's brilliant! And isn't it? like it. Fantastic! It is, and I and I hated the book, which is why I never right. never watched it. I was just like, I'm just not going to like this. Like, and I watched what, it; it's absolutely fantastic. I think the ideal, like I watched it a few days before watching T2. I think watching them in a double bill or the day before is the mm. perfect way to yeah. watch them both. I quite, yeah, I quite like the like idea as of a companion. I like a companion the idea of one day it is and then hard. a break and then yeah. another bit twenty years later. It, quite it nice. is, it's, it's quite a hard watch. Like the last time we watched it, we were in Japan in a bar getting absolutely wrecked. And then it was on just in the bar, on the telly well, in the bar. Actually, it's interesting you said that. Like, that's my enduring memory of it. And what? then when I watched it again, it's, re like, it's a hard watch. Yeah. Then I watched it recently. The, the, a lot the, of the, it is a lot of fun. A lot, most yeah. of it is a, euphoric. Mm. And the bad thing happened way earlier than I remember it. Yeah. Like, in recollection, really? I remember that being like the end. Yeah. It happens in the first half an hour or it's something like that. It's, it is pretty early. Like, and then it's oh, way more cool. like well, when the bad to thing it happens, happens, yeah. we had to ask the guy behind the bar was like um, can you switch this off please we were watching Tradespot all wrecked at like 3 in the morning going oh, this is brilliant Tradespot is great and then the bad thing happens we're like oh, can you switch it off and he just turned it up yeah <laughs> have a listen to her crying like, have no, that I don't want that <laughs> yeah I'm going to watch it sounds good yeah I'm into I'm it in. Very good I'm uh, into that what's now oh you Joe EDF 4.1. It's a time of new games. There's Ooh, so many things. It sounds company. like you're going to read out patch notes. There's, yeah. there's Neo. 
there's Yakuza Zero. There's all these amazing games. Yeah. I'm playing a remake of a 2013 yeah. PlayStation 3 game that is itself essentially a remake of a PS2 game. EDF 4.1, Shadow Joe? of New Despair. It is this... I game is this so far in this my... giant ant game I've seen you play in. Yeah. Okay. It's so far inside my wheelhouse that it is a wheel. Give us like, the, give us the five-finger pitch. All right. Number one, you are a soldier with weaponry that is too powerful for any normal human to wield. Excellent. Number two, there can be up to, I believe, 500 to 600 giant ants on your screen at any one time. Gav, we don't need three more points. Do we need the other three fingers? <laughs> Number three, there's also aliens. Number four, all the voice acting is absolute shit to the point of hilarity. Number five, there's like 50 levels. I've played for, I've played for like 15 hours and my completion rate is 3%. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what what have you it's, not been doing? It's, in, it's just the stupidest game. Like, so I love... It looks like Tank, Tank, Tank. Yeah. <laughs> Except Tank, Tank, Tank wants to be this. Right, okay. It's like... It, Dynasty Warriors is one of my favourite series. I yeah. love games where it's just mindless. There's a crowd and you mm. get to walk through it like a human mowing machine. Yeah. And they all just disappear and it gives you points and says, well done, and taps you on the head. <laughs> I love that. That's my like hangover game. That's my stress game. All of that stuff. I've never played an EDF game despite being told what it is for years. Yeah. And I don't understand how I haven't up to this point. If you yeah. like that kind of game, you will love EDF. Like you found the yourself. The way you're speaking now, there's there's a yeah. there's a certain energy animating Joe's pupils. Yeah. That the, it's like he's truly found himself. It's like T2. In the here. way that I describe a lot of the games that you like is shit. No, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a game that if someone who didn't play games walked into the room, you'd be embarrassed to see <laughs> for them to see you That's play. Actually, yeah, games are really very much an art these days. Take that, six hundred giant ants. That's absolutely. That's absolutely right. Yeah. It's all the games I really truly love are yeah. games you could never actually describe as art. Like as yeah. much as I believe games are, that you could never describe on a first date to some to someone who wasn't. The video oh, tri- like, just like, like yeah, <laughs> try yeah, me yeah, motherfucker from experience no you wouldn't <laughs> um, but it's just like all it does it just understands that all you want is to be mowing through stupid big crowds in different situations slightly different situations yeah. every time and at the end of every mission you get more stuff to do that with awesome. so all the way through you're picking up new weapons and at the end of the mission it gives you a huge list of all your new weapons it goes you can have them next time Yeah. and you can play four player online co-op can which you? leads to the most hilarious stuff so like the, other, not doing this now? the other day me and my friend Sean were playing he unlocked Two ro- well, he has unlocked two robots that you can summon in as mm. the support class. One of them is called Walking Fortress Balam. It's the size of a skyscraper, and all it can do is punch. So it's just punching fucking ants on the floor. It's meant to punch kaiju. <laughs> There's only like two kaiju in the whole game that you it's ever get to ants. fight. There's loads of ads. That it's so ineffective. The other one <laughs> is like a giant walking tank, and... The pilot can't do anything except make it walk, which means the rest of the team has to run into it and get into all the turrets. Oh, that's good. And then you're just walking around like fucking Pacific Rim, just shooting stuff on a beach. That's amazing. It's beautiful. It's oh, so uh, lovely. It feels like the, the, so the levels take ages to complete. They can do if okay. you're not doing well. The other fun thing is that you can really get overleveled <clears throat> stuff in multiplayer right. and then bring it into the single player and right. just use it and on any level. So now yeah, I just yeah. walk through just like spraying limpet mines all over everything. It's great. Um, yeah. There's How much like, is it? It was, until last week, eight quid. Yeah. I think it's now like 20 quid again. Is it? But it's been in so many sales. Okay, right. It will be in sale again. again. Oh, right, Seriously, can you buy a box version? Is it just digital? Uh, you can buy a box version. Yeah, special edition comes with a big ant. <laughs> it's carried to your house. Six hundred of them. Yeah, on a big ant. <laughs> that sounds fantastic, Joe. It's wicked. Everyone play it. I'm going to try it out. Uh, it's that time of the week again. Ooh, that time of the week known as keyword countdown. If you don't know what Keyword Countdown is, IMDb uses a lot of crazy keywords to categorise their films. What I've done is picked five films, and you guys have to p- find out what those films are 
by the keywords. <laughs> you somehow so good you, some, the beginning, but then the end bit. Somehow, I also thought you were going to go ask your friends. Somehow yeah. you get worse at describing your own game good, every week. I, I it's do not good. I do it a little bit on purpose. <clears throat> uh, so actually, we've got the two keyword countdown behemoths. Yeah, this is like kaiju. This is like <laughs> Triple H versus <laughs> kaiju. Mikey Fortress Balam. Yeah, <laughs> Godzilla Mothra. <laughs> uh, the two people with the highest scores from last season, and you know the champion and. Almost champion. So both lagging behind Alex now. Both lagging Seriously? behind Alex. Oh, yeah. you let him win. He got a one on the first. Were you guess? One on the first goal. Alex came out of uh, last week with twenty-four points. Yeah, that's big. Pretty, pretty good. He guessed three films. Powers guessed two. It was it was actually like one of the best keyword countdown. It was fantastic. Very very good. Not yeah. your keywords. That's, that that just proves the keyword countdown. Proves yeah. that Stephen Lennon's better Stephen at it Lennon's than you. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. That's why I've really tried this week. Okay, here we right. go. Film number one. <clears throat> One word title. Trainspotting. Insane Asylum. Shut Oh, no. Monster Sex. <laughs> Insane Asylum. That's like... Licking Nipples. Victim Invited to Dinner. Dra uh, Dracula? Yeah. Nice. Well done. Monster Sex. That, you, I threw myself off, though, because as soon as you said points. Insane Asylum, I was thinking that's yep. the title Six of the movie. Points. Yeah. Like the place. Uh, other Lick ones? I should have gotten Licking Nipples. Licking Nipples. Is that the is that the Gary Oldman one? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it sounds like. Horror movie remake. Evil Dead. Death of title character. Human versus vampire. Jennifer's body. Transylvania. Walks slow. Yeah. The like, fuck no, 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 down. No, no, no. Sorry, that was the rest oh, of I see. Dracula. Oh, You're absolutely I was shitting myself. <laughs> Christ! Just because we did well last season. You're like, Transylvania. We're, we're guessing. Dracula. <laughs> no, that was, oh. that was the other. That was the other uh, things. Did you say Jennifer's body? I said oh, Jennifer's oh, body because oh, oh, I confused. just went death of title characters. I was like, oh, what's the one with the I, I like name? Body. I've never watched she, it. It's very good. Diablo Cody, isn't it? It is. Juno Lady. But she didn't Fox. direct it. So she just mm. wrote it. She didn't yeah. direct it. Has she directed the director of that has recently done something good. Something uh, good yeah. Invitation, I think. Is it? I think. Did I think Invitation? Don't quote mm. me on Here we go. Film number two. 1990s. Transpired. It is Transpired. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time that we did this, I didn't know that he was going to be talking about Trainspotting. <laughs> at least I was, I was wind, before we came in, I was winding up Al that being the third person to guess on the first clue doesn't <laughs> we, really matter anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's doing it. Two weeks day, in a row. <laughs> more, more people who've played this game now have done but it than they not. They haven't, so it's oh, not that's special. Not, that's not very oh. nice for those people. <laughs> Give a shit. It's like you always kid walks for the first time. We all do it, mate. Yeah, so I wouldn't have put Trainspotting in there had we not added Trainspotting 2 to yep. the thing later on. All right, fine. Uh, but the other, the other clues, voiceover narration. Female frontal nudity, male pubic hair, human feces, schoolgirl uniform, sex tape, death of a baby, Scotland, filthy toilet. Ten points, Krupa. Well, 16 points altogether. I know, he's absolutely smashed me. <clears throat> Clue number th uh, film number three. Claim in title. Claim? As in, there's a claim in yeah, title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Title based on poem. That's my. F that's one of my favourite. Cooper Khan. Yeah. Sheriff. True Grit. Money. That's not a claim. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> that is a claim. Neo Noir. Neo. Shock and Wound. Hello High Water. Uh, no Country for Old Men. Yes. Ah, uh, well done. Neo Noir Western. Yeah. Makes the, sense. What's the poem? Uh, Byzantium. By is it? Yates. Yeah, by Yates. This is no country. I just thought it was uh, in Tommy Lee Jones chatting at the end. Yeah. I've just assumed he said it at some point. <laughs> He's brought he that with him. You know what? He's always doing that. <laughs> don't, don't anger him, please. Kicks, uh, kicks up please, some dust. Far. The, la the last clues. Professional killer. Tracking device. Oh, I forgot about that. Bolt gun. Coin toss. It's a really good tracking device scene in there. What a good I've film. Have you? What? Oh, I've read the book. Oh my God. Watch that it's film. It's like... I think probably the best adaptation of any book that's ever been because it's. I really like the book before I saw it, and it's perfect. It's, it is it's an so unbelievable good. film. So it's that's sixteen five to Krupa. Sounds bad, doesn't it? <laughs> I tried to explain this to Powers last week, man. This was what it was like. It was two films to one. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I explained to Powers. 
he was like, oh, well, there's no point playing anymore because he's had two and I've had one. It's like, yes, but, buddy. You understand how points work. <laughs> I was like, what if you guess both of these? And he was like, what would I have? He was like, more than him. Oh, all right, I'm in. Sweet. <laughs> I really liked the bit where you crossed, uh, you put where he had to guess by on the last one. Yeah. That, that added a real tension, a jeopardy. Here we go. Film number four. Volcano. Volcano. Under the volcano. Reluctant hero. Dante's Peak. Oh, Blockbuster. Uh, Joe and the Volcano. Horseback chase. Tr- well, it's not- Phantom. Armor. Yeah, it's Tomorrow Never Dies. What's that film called? Edge of Tomorrow. Castle. Cast what? What bit? Who's building the castle? Lord of the, the Rings. Volcano? Return of the King. Lord of the Rings. Two Towers. Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. Well done. Fellowship of the Ring. If you oh. were a nicer person, you would have jumped in there and got that oh. before me. Yeah, well, you started. So were a nicer, a weren't a nicer like, person. Be, the world would be less. Because nice you're the gentleman of keyword countdown. We really are. Like, anybody well, else? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we're well, like the old yeah. amateur football well, players. Well, well, you're, like, you're like the guys who don't do the last like chess move because you're just like very good. We're Corinthian casuals. We just appreciate the sport. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck you up if you. Start doing that. <laughs> the four last clues: troll, fictional language, good versus evil, goblin. Which one was it? The fellowship. Yes. Um, so that's Joe. That's ten points for you. Krupa, you're on sixteen. Okay. So I'm gonna do this again. Um, is it the last one? This one. Yeah. So I have to guess by third. The th- yeah. Third to win. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Oh, no, fourth to fourth. win. Fourth. Fourth. All right. To win it. And you could, you really could. It's all to play for. All to play for now. Final film. And all. Police brutality. American History X. Voice over narration. Blade Runner. Sitting on a rooftop. LA Confidential. Suicide by gunshot. (laughs) I can't do it. Suicide by hanging. Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Oh, fuck. Well done. Oh, damn. What have you come out with? He's come out with 22 points, I believe. Yep. 22 10. Oh, that's that's a Two behind good Alex. Week. It's fucking two Steven and Reeks, boys. Two Steven Reeks. <laughs> uh, the other ones talking to a bird. Basalt. <laughs> <laughs> How was that that Thank low you. down? <laughs> That's, that's a good one. You give that away. If I have a basalt, I get number one. I get number one. What, as soon as, I know I've seen that scene. As soon as you say basalt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, oh, as, right. as soon as you say basalt, and I, I know said, it's short track redemption, that obviously. I thought but. you said basalt. Oh, sorry. He's oh. like, dude, he's gone down to the lush. When I saw that basalt was a keyword, I pissed myself laughing. I was like, I put in. Basalt. Rita Hayworth, wrongful imprisonment, tunneling to freedom. Well done, boys. Absolutely steaming week theme? again. Novel. Was there a thing? Well done. Basically oh, wrong. fucking hell. Yeah. He's absolutely smashed it. Super as well. 23 <sighs> points. I knew I was Leicester. Well done. I'm the Leicester. <laughs> that's very good, though. So what? That's Alex, 24. You're 23. Yeah. I've played twice and I'm on 22. That's poor. Well, but I don't know what you're asking. I don't know what you're on. I think I was 11 or... last time. Oh, okay. Right. I yeah, think yeah, I was yeah, 11 22. this time. Did you see, yesterday I put up a tweet, um, just, I found a thing on Wikipedia that said list of killer worm films, and multiple people just assumed I was researching keyword countdown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that much of a dog. If I'd seen that, it definitely would have been all about killer (laughs) worms. Me and Joe were just training after we're reading keywords, and we basalt, so yeah. (laughs) I'm on the igneous rocks Male pubic hair, got a load, so... (laughs) All right, let's do feedback again. Well done. Well hey, done. First bit of feedback is from Chris Dawson. Hey, guys, this is my first time writing in. Since Star Wars recently announced the title of Episode 8 and Rebel Base is no more, sad ah. times, I was wondering what your thoughts are on the new title. Do you think Rey or Luke will be the last Jedi? Or are people reading in too much to it and it simply means the film will focus a lot on Luke being the last Jedi? I personally can't see them killing off Luke following the death of Han and the sad passing of Carrie Fisher. Well, I well, guess that would be decided already if he's going to die in this new one. Yeah. I think people are reading way too much into it because... It's in the opening crawl. It's in the opening crawl of Force Awakens. It says, Luke Skywalker, The Last Last Jedi. Jedi. 
And like, also, there's the the very obvious point that was made that Jedi is a plural as well. Yes. Yeah. So, so we could refer, refer to the both of them, the concept of being a Jedi, but yeah. also just him, maybe. What yeah. if they do make this the film where Kylo Ren turns and he's also a Jedi as well? Lots of yeah. Jedi. It's, it, could, it could be a happy thing, the last of the Jedi, yeah. but it doesn't have to be. I read a really interesting thing where but someone... It, it could be the last Jedi, but there's two billion of them. Yeah. <laughs> there's fucking loads. And they all come together. They're, they're all on the other side of that planet where Luke is on. But the problem with knowing how many last Jedi there are is they're not allowed to put it on any kind of census. Yeah, that's a good point. Damn it. I read a really interesting thing where someone thinks... I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be quite cool if it did, that Rey is going to turn dark and Kylo Ren is going to turn light. And that would actually be a very interesting film. That's a lot to get through, isn't it? It yeah. would be a lot to get through. But um, I do quite like the idea. I do quite like the idea. I do very much like the idea of Hugh McGregor being in it. Yeah, absolutely. At some point, Yeah. Not as a big presence in these movies necessarily, but coming back and maybe using him in some way in these movies, whether yeah. that's a voice mm. or a hologram or a force ghost, yeah. like dressed up as... He was a voice ben in Kenobi. Yeah, the Division, was wasn't he? They yeah. used a small yeah. bit of dialogue, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, I actually really like the title. I think it's really evocative. I yeah. think and it's simple and it's moment. not like too fussy. And it sounds, it just sounds, sounds like dramatic. And the red, oh, the red text chewy. is good as well. The red yeah. text is very good. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Was it another question in there, or was it? That was it, I think. Excellent. Uh, this is from Ben Hogarth in Glasgow. It says afternoon, gang. In a few weeks, my fiance and I will be traveling to Japan. As part of the trip, we'll be spending three days in Tokyo. I know Gavin Lee recently had his lads, sad lads, on tour trip. <laughs> <laughs> another member seem to have been and loved it. My question is, what is a must-see for a video game and anime fan? In the limited time available, how will I best see a middle-aged businessman dressed as a schoolgirl destroy a Dance Dance Revolution? How do I make the most of this quick visit? Um, Firstly, bit racist at the end there. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I'm just being rude. Uh, just you walk around places like uh, Akihabara. Because if you just go to Akihabara, walk around, there's a, a, a million huge uh, arcades there. Mm. And in between the arcades are giant um, shops full of yeah. anime and video games and stuff I like that. I think a really good thing you could do is search for IGN Camshay in Japan. Oh, yeah. Really good. That's what I did. Australian colleague has done a couple yeah. of really brilliant features on one is essential travel things for a video game nerd, nerd going yeah. to Japan wow so like get a Suica card that's yeah, what I learned basically what travel card you want to get like what area you want to go to and then yeah. there's another one I think specifically about if you like video game stuff what these do, are the yeah. shops in the arcades that you should go to that's yeah. really cool so I didn't know we definitely done that. check that out it's and really print good. that off or save it but yeah like I, I took loads of notes from that um, there's the super, super Potato super is really the good. store that everyone goes on about but there's also there's um, lots of stores like that, if you're a, if you're a massive nerd, I went to a place that was just outside. Um, it's like a really short um, train journey from like um, Shinjuku, and it's basically Super Potato, but a mall of Super Potato. So it's just like there's so many just weird shops. There's like one shop that was just One Piece. Mm. So if you're into like anime and stuff like that, um, if you tweet me, I'll remember what it is and send it to you. Yeah. But it's, uh, it took a while to find. But when we found it, we were like, we spent. I think we must have spent about good. 11 hours in there yeah and also like I would say find one of these areas and then stay out late and just walk about and look at stuff because you just find stuff as well yeah I've never been to Japan but I have recently played a lot of Yakuza 0 yeah and I know it's not real but there's a bit in the Kamurocho district which is fictional in the Yakuza game where it's essentially like it looks like a market but it's tons of bars yeah like the size of cupboards I've heard of places like that. Does that exist? Yes. Yeah. So go there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds lots really of little cool. Tiny bars. Yeah. Just like train spotting in. Just yeah. like someone's front room. Yeah. Like yeah, well, a guy will run this little bar. At this in thing. Shinjuku, yeah. There's like one massive famous street, basically, which is uh, all full of these like tiny little bars, and it's so so good. That sounds um, wicked. If you wanted to go to the re- if you want to go to the Resident Evil bar, the or the Capcom bar, sorry, the oh, Square yeah, they've got bar. Ca- yeah, that's cocktails. really good. If you want to go to any of those, book in advance. Oh really? Yeah, a lot of these pla- yeah, like the theme book in advance. Go there, there. That's my thing for that. What was the? Other? I was just about to say something else good as well, but it's gone now. Oh yeah, that's right. Learn if you want to go to go to karaoke, and you absolutely should learn like a tiny bit of Japanese for how to book the room in in Japanese. Because if you're British and you you speak in Japanese, every time that I did it, people went nuts. Mm. They thought it was, and then they give us like two bottles of prosecco. That was ridiculous when we yeah. got Prosecco. That's yeah. awesome. You don't need Prosecco when you're just about to have all yeah. you can drink. Yeah. Um, which is really, really good. Um, another, another thing as well, like, um, I 
I used a play, thing called Couchsurfing, um, which you, is basically, it, w- w- it was like a website that was like sort of preceded Airbnb where you could look for people who had like free couches you mm. could sleep on. You don't have to use Couchsurfing for that. You can basically go on there because there's a lot of, there's a big community in Couchsurfing, which is like expats and people who are British people or Americans and stuff who just are hanging out in Japan or they live in Japan. And so they, they want to do like meeting English speakers. They want to meet English yeah, speakers yeah. and they like doing that. And like, they love sad lads. They love sad lads. So we did, I did that quite a lot. Um, when I went back, yeah, when I was by myself, because I was like, you went on somewhere called Couch Surfing and yeah. met with a guy who was looking for a lonely Engli- British lad. Girl, all right, mate. Mm. Um, so yeah, but because it makes <laughs> such a difference, Hello. it makes such a difference. <laughs> Ever if, seen the film audition? <laughs> <laughs> it makes such a difference if you have someone with you who can speak Japanese and yeah. has lived there a little bit. It's just it's it's it opens it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's properly like experiencing it completely different. Joe. This is from Lexi Dyer and is called Thanks for the Suggestions. Here we go. I sent an email a few months ago asking for some suggestions for games to use during a gaming club at school. Just wanted to say a huge thank you for your suggestions. Rocket League especially has been a huge success with them. I had Timmy say to me when I... Sorry, I really got put off by Timmy. You sent photos? Uh, there are photos. I've forgotten to print them off. We allowed to have photos again? You're not. That's no. why you're not on this mailing list. That's okay. why I haven't printed them off. I had Timmy say <laughs> to me to when it. I told him you guys had suggested games, oh... IGN is never wrong. So you had a vote of confidence all the way from Nigeria. That's Timmy very unusual. That's yes. very unusual. Wait, it's from Nigeria. So, Nigeria. I didn't know that. Well, Timmy. Uh, you said you wanted me to let you know how it went, so I thought I'd attach a few photos. They're Aww. nice, trust me. Um, we're carrying on again for a second term, and it's the most popular club in Whoa, the school. Fucking yes. It's even starting to convert some of the teachers because it's helping the students improve their language skills. Awesome. They play in Typing of the Dead or something? That's awesome. <laughs> What's going on? Rocket, they're always like, boost. If you have any other split screen suggestions, for Xbox, please do let me know. Not split screen. Overcooked, good teamwork. Overcooked. Probably end up with kids yeah, you just fighting that. each Overcooked's other. Overcooked's really good. Kids probably just killing each other. Absolutely overcooked, yeah. I think I said Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time last time, but I'm going to say it again because it's a game with gold this month, oh, so it's nice. free and it's fantastic. Um, Four players on that. They apparently will be starting Overwatch in February. It's not a split screen game, yeah. if that's what you think it is, so I'd watch out for that because you, you can have some disappointed kids. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah, um, but... On the other hand, oh, it is good. Game. <laughs> Get more people in. How many, what did they announce the other day? How many plays has it got? Something ridiculous. Oh, um, we just hit the five million mark. Yeah. Something be absurd. Anyway, uh, yeah. Get EDF. Oh, no, it's not Xbox. five billion then, but that's McDonald's. Um. Uh, there we go. That's it. Well done. All right. Well done, everyone. Uh, if you want to send in some feedback, you can. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. This guy gets it. Uh, and we shall see you next week. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.